Hey, 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 this is Lisa A, and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC, where you have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, and what inspires them both in their work and personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. And I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's find out who's that star. Today's star has worked at Lansing Community College for 20 years. Since March 2022, she has served as the Dean of the Health and Human Services Division, HHS. Prior to that, she held the role of Interim Dean, Associate Dean of HHS, Interim Associate Dean of HHS, Program Director of Dental Hygiene, and Dental Hygiene Adjunct Faculty to Adjunct Professor throughout those 20 years. This star has a Master's of Arts in Education and Structural Program from Central Michigan University, a Bachelor's of Art in Communication from Michigan State University, and an Associate's in Applied Science Dental Hygiene from Lansing Community College. Woohoo! She is a registered dental hygienist. Okay, people, are you ready to learn who today's star is? Drum roll, please. Today's star is Elizabeth Berger. Welcome, Elizabeth. We're so happy to finally get you on Who's That Star? Thank you, Lisa. I'm happy to be here, and I will have you call me Betsy. Okay. Thank you so much. I didn't know that, but I wanted to make sure... I don't know how people want to be represented on the radio, but I did know you as Betsy, so thank you. So I won't mess it up. (laughs) So, Betsy, let's just jump in and get started. And I just wanted to know, are you from the Lansing area? I'm from Michigan, but not originally from the Lansing area. I've lived in a couple different cities. I was born in Jackson. Okay. Moved to Howell, moved up to Manistee, Michigan. Oh. And uh, when I was about 10 years old, my parents moved to Owasso. And, but currently, I do live in Lansing. I've been here ever since going to Michigan State. Oh, wow. But kind of lived in different parts of the yeah, state. Yeah, you've been in the state. You stayed in the state yes. pretty much, yep. but you've been around. Yep, Michigander. So that's all right. Well, my question, what got you interested in a dental hygiene? Actually, it was one of my good friends from high school. When we were in high school, um, she actually, before high school, she always knew that she just wanted to be a dental hygienist. And I always thought it was so odd that somebody at such a young age knew exactly what they wanted to do and pursued it. She went to LCC. I went to Michigan State. Um, We would carpool back together sometimes. And I just really was impressed by how much she loved what she was doing. Mm -hmm. I completed my degree at MSU and, and did a couple of odd jobs and thought, you know, I was always kind of taken in with what she was saying about dental hygiene. She was now working in that field for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. so I decided to pursue that career. So I noticed that you had worked 
as working at LCC, but you also was actively working as a dental hygienist. And and this is something that I never understood. Like, is that is that a full time job? Like being a dental hygienist? Because it seems like the schedule is different than most traditional forty hour weeks. Yep, it definitely can be. Um, it depends on the offices. I think a lot of people that I know work four full days a week, but the office hours do vary. Sometimes there's Saturdays, sometimes there's evenings. I worked part-time. It worked out good for me having a young family. Mm-hmm. Um, still was a very good income, you know, with having a young family as well. And then as I, as my kids grew up, I would, I picked up a job at another office. So I kind of varied between two offices, which I liked. You didn't get caught up in the office politics because you were were in between a couple of jobs and you really can do what you want with the career. You can make it full time. You can make it part time. Like I said, the, the, the pay rate is very good. So there's, um, it's not like a part time job where you're not bringing anything home because you're paying so much for daycare. Right. Oh, okay. So. It's very, it was very good and flexible, especially with the family. Yeah, I just, I was always curious about that. And then, like, when you go into that, do you think about how many miles you're going to be in? <laughs> you know, I get that question a lot, and people are like, I'll talk to people in surgery. I'm like, oh, I could never do that. They're like, you go into people's mouths, you know, right. and then you go on your lunch break and you come back and you go into people's mouths. You know, it's just something that never really bothered me. I, I actually spent most of my career working in a specialty office. So it's called periodontal office. Mm-hmm. So this is people who are literally, you know, losing bone, losing tissue oh, in their okay. mouth, have a lot of disease in their mouth. So sometimes you would you know, see some cases that were really bad, but on the flip side, knowing that they were there and that you were there to help them, Mm -hmm. you know, really made a big difference, especially what got people to that position. Was it they didn't have insurance? Was it they had children and they had to put their needs first? You know, I always would tell my students when I taught and I lived by this philosophy, you don't you don't judge someone when they their mouth opens up, you know, you're happy that they're there and you're there now to help them. Yeah, and that's true because you don't really know what has went on. And then, like, I found, like, as I've gotten older, medications yes. mess with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, your teeth and your health and stuff sure. like that. So, and then I have anxiety. And I found that having a good dental hygiene, like somebody who's comforting you in that chair is a major important job because that'll make me come back. You know what I'm saying? So like, I really appreciate that role, especially now as I've gotten older and I'm like, "Mm, I got to go get my teeth checked. I got to go do this. You know, having a good comforting person, you know, is really something that I appreciate. So I wanted you to tell me about your role as the Dean of Health and Human Services. So in one sentence, I, I, that was one of the questions we had talked about earlier. You know, in general, I oversee the operations of the division. That would be a one sentence answer. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, what does it mean? It can mean anything from a lot of meetings. We do yes. have a lot of meetings, budget stuff, um, if there's any 
concerns with staff, any concerns with students, um, on the fun stuff, definitely going in and getting to see people in the classroom, getting to mingle with the colleagues, getting to go to all the graduation services and the recognition, you know, services and stuff. But there's a lot within the division, but there's also college-wide things as well because, you know, we are one LCC, so we we all work together. So it's not just... um, HHS, it's how we fit in to the whole entire to the campus. Whole, to the whole unit of yep. the college. Okay. Now, HHS, you got a lot of programs we in do. HHS. And we talked about dental hygiene. What about, what's some other programs that you are over? Oh, now you're going to tax me here. We have um, a nursing program. Mm-hmm. We have our surge tech and sterile processing program, our EMS program, which is EMTs and paramedics. Okay. We have our community health services education, which is a lot of our certificate programs. So phlebotomy, mm-hmm. um, our certified nurse assistant, those type of programs fall under there. Child development is with us. Definitely dental hygiene, fitness and wellness and massage. Oh, yeah. I love, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great clinic. That to massage, go to with the yes. massage clinic. That's the best. Like, you don't try to get free massage, like, book me in for massages because I'm the dean. See, that's why they don't let me be the dean because that would be one of my perks. It is a, it is a great service. And, you know, it's a service that I think sometimes students and faculty don't always, and employees don't always know about. And um, I will put a plug in right now to reach out to the massage program best massage you'll have at a super cheap price oh yeah i know and shh don't tell everybody because um they fill up so you can wait around if you want to but i just am impressed with our hhs division because we have top tier programs and we have to go through like different credentialing and different things like that. And it makes me proud because there's so many people that your division in particular, when you look at healthcare, they're great. Like we're the bomb. And so to be able to head something like that, you know, I, you couldn't tell me nothing. My chest would be sticking out all the time because it's great work and we've had great leadership and so in the past and now currently and so I just wanted to shout you out for well, thank that. You. Yeah, and we and we're proud of our you know we're really proud of our students. It's health career programs are not easy programs to go through. They're they're demanding programs. You're not just learning a new skill. In a lot of sense, you're learning a new language. Mm-hmm. You know, things are not called just the front or the back. They're the mesial or the distal. So not only are you learning new skills, but you're learning all the terminology that's associated with it. And we have a lot of students that have commitments outside the school. Right. And um, a lot of our programs are cohort programs. So you go through the program as it's laid out, you don't get to choose an evening class or a, a right. Saturday class or a morning class. The The program is completely laid out. And um, I always would tell students, when you get into those cohort programs, it's really like your full-time job now. Yeah. And, um, and so it usually takes a little bit of time for that to click and for people to realize how to balance life with school life. But, um, you know, they're very demanding. That's why it's like I said, going to those graduation painting ceremonies, I'm very proud of those students. They put a lot of time and effort and money into those programs. Yeah. They work hard. They do. They do work hard. And I just enjoy like what they bring to the campus. I know there's a program and I want to say it's either sterile tech or rad tech. One of them 
where they, they take the students and they walk them around and they're in their dress and then they come and advising and then they walk around advising yeah. and like we get to see them and they look so professional. I don't, it's at the beginning of the semester when they do it, yeah. but it's like, it always hypes me up when I see them. I'm like, yeah, they're about ready to go. And they look so proud of themselves. So. That, that is our surge tech program. Okay. And they're learning about aseptic fields, like what they can touch, what they can't touch, how they have to move around. So that's why they're kind of moving around okay. you and skirting around you. So it's fun when they come to the division office, we'll try to set up little distractions <laughs> or pop up from behind a door or something. And, Got um, you. It's very fun. And I do have to mention one more program. We okay, have to in trouble. So the imaging programs are also oh. under. So Rad Tech, um, our uh, sonography Free programs. Pro- yeah. So I wanted just to get Yeah, there. I'm sorry because <laughs> I got you. excited. No, no, yeah. that's okay. But see, that's right. You the dean, you got them all in. And <laughs> that's right. So there's no favoritism. <laughs> right, for sure. Well, what's one of your career highlights, Betsy? You've been doing this for 20 years. What's something that just stands out for you? You know, I think one of my highlights was when I was program director for the dental hygiene program. Um, several of our programs in the health and human services division are accredited programs. Yes. So not only is our college accredited um, by the Higher Learning Commission, but individual programs have their own accreditation. And um, depending on the program, those cycles happen every three years, every five years, where your accrediting body comes to basically check you out, make Mm -hmm. sure you're doing everything you're supposed to. It takes about a year to get ready for those visits. Um, It's a lot of work to get ready for them. It's a team effort. It's not an individual effort by any means. And our last site visit that we had, we had, we passed with flying colors. We had no recommendations, which is the highest rating. you Right. And um, it, it was, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big deal to be able to get that all done and, and say that you passed with flying colors and we got a, you know, a stellar report. So for the team and, you know, my dental hygiene team for the HHS division, it, it, yeah. was, it was a big deal. We no, it, it is a big deal because that's the thing, like, a lot of people don't understand. And sometimes I think some of those commissions or whatever, they want to give you a little ding, you know what I'm saying? And for you to get out of there with just stellar results, I think that's wonderful. But, I mean, that's what I try to get people to understand about LCC and those programs at HHS. For the money that you're going to pay and the skills that you're going to learn, you can't beat it. And you're going to come out there as a professional who knows what they need to do in that career field, and you're going to be wanted. Yep. And and the, the study skills and the habits that our students learn also prepare them for for the job, but also prepare them to go on an education. Mm-hmm. Um, I I told my students all the time, of my three degrees, my associate, my best, my bachelor's, and my master's. My hardest one was my associate's degree mm-hmm. because of of the amount of time and work it took. To not that the other ones didn't take time and work, but when you're in a small cohort program and everybody knows you and they all want you to succeed, yes. you're responsible not just to yourself, but everyone else there who wants you to succeed. Yeah, so. it kind of puts like an ownership on you to to do your best, and and then and then you're not by yourself, right? Exactly. So you got other people for sure. Like, I'm always amazed. And so when I'm at the doctor's office, every time I go somewhere, which school did you go to? And then they'll say LCC, and then I'm like, well, you know I'm an advisor at LCC. And then everybody always has, like, just great things to say about the experience that they had. So 
it, it makes me proud to work here, even though I don't do nothing over in your area, really. But it just makes me proud to work here. And I'm like, yeah. Well, and Lisa, to your point, that's another thing that makes me really proud because we do hear back from people. We we hear someone said, oh, I my, you know, rad tech person today was an LCC graduate. My dental hygienist was, a, was an LCC graduate. And it's just we're all over in this community. I yeah, mean, we are all over. I would dare to say probably anybody who has any kind of medical treatment has probably had assistance or help from an LCC graduate. And it's, it's just wonderful to, to hear those stories or they'll say, Oh, so-and-so was my instructor. Yeah. So it's really exciting when you hear those stories too. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you like, what do you like most about what you do here at LCC? You've, you know, done great things with programs. You're the dean. Like, what do you like most about what do you do here or at the end of the tunnel, whatever? I would say the two things are definitely the people I work with. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have got stellar people over in the HHS division, staff, faculty. They, they go above and beyond to help the students, but they also go above and beyond to help each other. Mm -hmm. When something is a project's coming up or someone needs someone to cover for them, people just all pitch in and, and do what we need to do. You know, during COVID, we had to get back on campus. We can't do everything online. We can't draw blood <laughs> online. We have to be face-to-face. And so, you know, we had to come up and, and really um, our facilities director at the time, Mary Crows, did a ton of work to get our safety plans ready. But it was a team effort to get those safety plans ready so we could show how we could be back on campus and we could, could keep everybody safe because we didn't want to have that big pause in every one's education. Right. So that's just one example of everybody came together to do what we had to do for each other, but also to help the students succeed. The second part is the students. You know, yeah. it is, like I said, those programs are hard programs. They're demanding programs. And so when you see those students who don't want to say anything and they're just kind of in the back of the room to all of a sudden they're with a patient and they're asking questions and their confidence goes up and then you see them at graduation or those pinning ceremonies and it's just such a proud thing to see them accomplish their their goals yeah that that probably would be something that's really you know you would enjoy because you get to see them at the beginning and then when they graduate and then just how excited they are. And then, you know, like we don't really do a lot in it that students has to do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. But we provide them, you know, we're their cheerleaders and give them guidance and things like that. And so it is so exciting at graduation time to see them make it. And you just like, yeah. No, go ahead. One of my favorite things to do when I was teaching in a dental hygiene program, I I taught um, their head and neck anatomy class. So I was their first instructor for their first day of class. Oh, wow. And so, you know, you got to see students just, what am I doing here? You know, wide-eyed, like, what am I doing? And then I also, at the end of their two years, I taught a board review class for them. So I could see this whole spectrum of when they were like, I don't know what I'm doing to... Now taking all this knowledge right. and rain for the licensing boards, and I would always make sure I took one day in the late spring, right before they're graduating, 
and I'd walk through the clinic, which we do have a dental hygiene clinic. Oh, yes. People can come to. Um, But I would walk through the clinic, and I would just walk and look. I wasn't teaching. I would just walk in because I just wanted to see that interaction and their confidence that they had. 12 months earlier, they weren't sure if they could hold a dental instrument in their hand, and here they are treatment planning and and making difference in, in their patients' lives. And I always would make sure I made time for that every spring just to do a walkthrough and yes. really just look at the students and, and just see how far they've come. Right. That would make you feel like a proud mama. It you is, know, like, I'm so proud of you guys. Well, I know you love work and you do a wonderful job here, but what's life like for you outside of working at OCC? Oh, life outside LCC. You know, probably my biggest thing is family. Okay. I, you know, family's number one for me, be it with my, with my kids and my, my husband, with my extended family. We're pretty competitive. We love sports. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we do love sports, but, uh, you know, sp- spending time with them now that I have adult children, the, the more I can spend time with them, the better mm-hmm. they, they have busy lives and everything, but, um, definitely family and then other hobbies I, I love to garden outside love, love to do outdoor activities hiking when when we can do hiking and stuff okay. like that so yeah that's wonderful so kind of going on to that what's your favorite way to unwind well I would definitely say after a long day it's I want to come home. I don't want anyone talking to me. Right. <laughs> um, you know, probably after a difficult day, it's just to come home, relax, maybe put something on the TV if I'm watching a Netflix series or something like that. If it's on the weekend, time with family and friends, mm-hmm. doing doing things with them is definitely. See, people don't understand, like, when you work with a lot of people or and, and when you got to go to a whole bunch of meetings and they're long and not that they're not important, but sometimes, you know, they can just be tedious. And when you come home, your family wants time with you, too. And you're like, look, dude, or <laughs> look, whoever, I don't want to talk and I need that space. And so I definitely understand that. And it's funny. And it's like I I think only people who have those type of jobs where you talk all day for yeah. a living to understand that peace of quiet. Yeah. So do you live by any piece of advice or a motto? Well, I, I have a couple. I, I think one is you're not going to please everybody all the time. I think and that kind of comes to being true to yourself. And also my husband had one that he said to me for quite a while. <laughs> um, he, he said, Worry is the interest you pay on a debt that hasn't come due yet. Oh, okay. I like that. So I will say, well, what about this? And what if this? And what if that? And he's like, you're coming up with all these scenarios and nothing's even happened yet. Right. I like to think I'm trying to be proactive about what might happen. But no, I get (laughs) it. But it it can get on you. You know, if if you don't, if you're you're trying to kind of control things that you have no control. Exactly. No. And I I get that, too. I'm similar to that. Um, What is your favorite season and why? Oh, fall. This time of year. Love it. I football. If college football is my favorite sport. And so when you start to get, you know, that smell in the air mm-hmm. and the leaves are starting to change and it just, I, I just love the fall. I love everything that comes with fall. Again, love the college football. Yeah. Usually Saturday is my day to my day and my family's day to 
put on our football teams and are you guys all in accord with your teams or are there a house divided or you know we are all aligned i will have to say i kind of jumped on the colorado bandwagon me too (laughs) me too that's okay that's okay i I will admit that i'm a bandwagon me too i am um i am a spartan through and through no matter what the season looks like i will still support my spartans that's right um but we actually it's it's funny our family we have two family texts we have one with my husband and my two boys Mm -hmm. and that's where all the sports talk starts or happens the other one is those four people and then my two daughter-in-laws because they're like keep us out of the sports right so (laughs) if if there's a game going on we're watching the lions we know which one to be making all the comments on so cool yeah it sounds like you get to spend time with your family and enjoy that time and sports does good, bad or ugly, whether I like the sport or not, it brings people together and you can have fun. And I love fall too. So that's great. I mean, it doesn't seem like we've been talking as long as we have, but I wanted to ask you for my last question. Like, what do you see yourself in the next five years? What are you doing? What's going on with you? One year away from retirement (laughs) in five years. No. No. Um, I definitely still see myself at LCC. I love working here. The the people I work with are supportive. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have the support from faculty when I was a student to colleagues as I went through different departments. I've always had wonderful support from my supervisors, and Sally Welch is my current supervisor. Mm -hmm. We have some... Big things coming up in HHS as far as just space-wise and things that we're expanding. So, um, but I do hope in about six years that I will be looking at the retirement. (laughs) Okay. I don't even see that yet. So (laughs) that's a little hater side, but I'm I'm happy for you. You've done a lot, but you look too young to retire. I'm just throwing that out there. So it's those genes for my mom. Everyone says that I am older than I, than I look. look, Yeah. Your mama gave you some good genes. Well, Betsy, I want to just say it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. And I thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun to be here today. All right. And audience, I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, you've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A. And you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star?